And now we are streaming all of our sites. So welcome everyone on Facebook Live, Instagram Live, Twitter Live, YouTube Live, and on our website, lettertophilippi.org. This is the Letter to Philippi Live broadcast. My name is Sean Emsley. I'll be your teacher, and I'm the founder of Letter to Philippi, a new Messianic Jewish theological organization named after Paul's Letter to Philippi, also known as Philippians. And uh, we, and the name of the organization is based off of off of my Messianic Jewish commentary that I wrote, that published two years ago by Letter of Press on Philippians, which is the basis for this class. Let me just adjust my head a bit. Okay, that's better. And uh, get my uh, let's uh, get started with today. We are now should be streaming on on all of our uh, platforms. Let me just check here on Facebook to see if if uh, stream has started. Okay, so what, so this is the Letter to Philippi live broadcast our daily Monday through Friday study in the book of Philippians that we began on June 1st. And we're now into the fourth and final chapter of Paul's letter to Philippi. And uh, we'll be looking at verses one through three today. Paul's closing closing words, the beginning of his closing words to the Philippians, and also dealing with an issue of disunity in the community between two leaders in the community, Avodi and Syntyche. And we will see how this works into his his theme of unity in the Messianic community, and also his theme of humility in the Messianic community and among followers of Yeshua will be seen in this lesson today. So we will uh, get started with a word of prayer and then get into our study. Oh Lord, you're good. We thank you. We bless your holy name this opportunity to study the, the words of your righteous servant, Paul. We thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to get together through this medium of the internet, Lord. And we thank you for our Messiah who gives us life. In whose name we pray, amen. So again, my name is Sean Imsley. I am your teacher for the the Letter to Philippi live broadcast. We, As I said, we are available live Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time, 10 p.m. Jerusalem time. And we're on Facebook Live, Instagram Live, Twitter Live, YouTube Live, and streaming on our website, lettertophilippi.org. So as we begin today, we'll be looking at Philippians chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. And again, I'll adjust my hand because we're, we're having trouble with that patch. Okay, so Philippians chapter 4 begins, Paul is concluding his letter to the Philippians, and these are like his final words to them, but also in the midst of his final words to the Philippians, he includes, and we'll be looking today, one of the, one of the reasonings behind the letter that he sent was to, to call two of the women leaders in Philippi to to become in union together and to to avoid whatever issues were in between them. So Philippians 4 is the final chapter of the letter in which Paul addresses the letter's underlying purpose, the issue of division among two leaders in the community. Throughout the letter, Paul stresses that disunity is grounded in a lack of humility. 
I'll just say, say this issue of unity goes throughout the whole book. The theme of, of, of humility goes throughout the whole book and they come together here in this in the fourth chapter. Here Paul calls these two leaders, Devotee and Cynthia, two women leaders in the congregation, to return to unity ground in their modeling in Yeshua's example. This chapter also includes the familiar verses on joyful living as a follower of Yeshua, verse six, which we'll look at later in the week, focusing on good things, rejecting evil thoughts, in verse eight, and divine empowerment for works of service, to God, verse 13. So this this chapter, this final chapter includes, includes these familiar verses on the topic of joyful living in verse six, focusing on good things and, and rejecting evil thoughts, verse eight, and 13, the verse, I can do all things through Messiah Yeshua, which focus on divine empowerment for works of service to God, which we'll see in verse 13. We'll be looking at these, these verses six, eight, and 13 later in this week and uh, and possibly early into next week. Paul concludes this letter with the gratitude of the Philippians for their faithful financial and physical support for, of his ministry, which we'll see in verse 14 and 18, and with the words of encouragement and blessing. Indeed, Paul's beloved community of Philippi encouraged him into an inception, encouraged him also the inception of his coming to bring the good news to the Messiah and bringing the good news through the ends of the earth. As Philippi was the entrance into the European colony, which at that point in time was considered the ends of the earth, as Messiah Yeshua called his Talmudim to go to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. The uttermost parts of the earth at that time was the European continent, of which which Spain was was the extent of, of what they knew of what would be the old world before 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 the new world would be would have been discovered about a thousand years later. But in this we see that that uh, Paul is, is is looking at his his affection for the Philippians based on them being his 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 first community of faith that was developed in the uttermost parts of the earth. But he saw that as the, as the true beginning of his of his work to spread the good news of Messiah, in that he was now now going to the ends of the earth. That he is he is fulfilling filling those words of Yeshua to go to the final to, to the ends of the earth with the good news of the Messiah, and he considered that actually like even though he had been been speaking out Messiah Yeshua for many years at that point before he came to Philippi coming to Philippi and entering into the uttermost parts of the earth, he saw that as really the true beginning of him reaching out beyond where the good news of Messiah had been brought, as it had been brought to Jerusalem, had been brought to Judea and to Samaria, and now into, into Asia Minor, but now going into Europe, the European continent, it was truly going to the ends of the earth. And Paul rejoiced in the fact that he was, had that opportunity to be the one to bring the gospel to the ends of the earth. So we begin with verse one today, which reads, so my brothers whom I love and long for, my joy and my crown, my dear friends, keep standing firm in union with the Lord. 
As the victor in athletic competitions would receive a prize, usually an olive branch or a wreath or crown, Paul considers his relationship and ministry to the Philippians to be a prize for faithful service and a great source of joy in his final days. Paul here is writing this letter near the end of his life, figuring this was, letter was written around 60 or 62 of the Common Era. And it's believed that he was actually executed under Nero in 65 of the Common Era. He's now looking now at the end of his life coming, coming. And he shares his joy over his 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 love and joy for the Philippians. And even speaking of, of, of it as his crown, that he is looking at his life coming to an end, that is a prize for his faithful service to the Messiah from this time that he encountered Yeshua on the road to Damascus to now in his final imprisonment before the execution. He sees that his whole life of ministry, his whole life of bringing the message of the Messiah into the world, that the, the Philippian community, this faithful, loving community, this community that served him both financially and physically through their, their support and prayers, he sees them as, as truly, as basically a crown, a an award of, of merit, award for his striving for the work of the Messiah. He sees that in this community, that in the Philippian community, he sees this as a, as a real crowning achievement of his work for the Messiah. His life dedicated to the Messiah was culminated in this community of faithfulness and support for his work. And that they're truly modeling the Messiah as he, as he modeled the Messiah and committed to the, onto them. Paul shares that the Philippians are a great joy to him, and despite his suffering and impending execution, he can rejoice in their faith in Yeshua, and their crowning and their growing more like the Messiah is a spiritual reward, a crown for their and his faithfulness to God. That he sees that their faithfulness, their willingness to model the Messiah and become more and more and more in the Messiah is a crown for them that they that they have they have earned for their faithfulness and also he sees that they are a reward, a reward for him for his faithfulness and service that this community exists this community continues the work of making the messiah known in the world now we come to the disunity in the community one of the the the, the reasonings behind Paul sending this letter was that there was a dispute between two leaders in the community. And we will look at that today in verses two and three. In verse two, we read, I beg Evodia and I beg Syntyche to agree with each other in union with the Lord. As Paul concludes this letter, he mentions the one of the possible reasons for the writing of this letter, sending this letter to Philippi this time, confirming the disunity between two leaders in the community, Evodia and Syntyche. These were two women in leadership among the Yeshua believers in Philippi. Paul knew conflicts among the leaders would be detrimental to the community, and therefore he took the opportunity in this letter to confront division between two prominent women in Philippi. So there's this disunity between these two leaders, Evodia and Syntyche. 
and Paul knows that that their disunity, whatever whatever is the cause behind it, whatever it is that is keeping these these women leaders in dispute with one another, could and 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 would spread throughout the whole community, and that would poison the community and would break the unity that they have as as a community. So Paul wanted to be sure to confront this and to confront these these two women leaders who had a disagreement between them because he knew that not only not only are they out of out of connection of being being like the Messiah, they as an example, they're a bad example to the community and by their disunity, they they could and would affect the whole, the whole Philippian Messianic unity, as they as leaders modeled disunity in their lives. Paul uses parakaleo, the Greek word par, parakaleo, meaning beg or urge, exhort, appeal to here, showing the importance of this issue to him, that not only is he calling calling them to, to unity, but he's basically using, he's, this word parakaleo is that he's begging them, he's appealing to them, calling out to them to uh, take this seriously, take this issue of disunity seriously, and to confront it, deal with it, and clear it up so that the, they would have unity between one another and then would spread through unity throughout the community and keep the the beloved community together in Philippi and Philippi together. Paul showed that this, that this negative this negativeness could affect the whole community because these two leaders are in disunity. Throughout the letter, Paul has been dealing with the importance of humility. The positive example of himself in chapter one, the ultimate example of humility, Messiah Yeshua in chapter two, Timothy and Epaphrodite later in chapter two, two people that are familiar to the Philippians. And then in, in chapter three, we got a negative example of, of humility, as Dr. Dr. David Stern referred to it. And here in chapter four, we see we also could be a negative example of humility or pride, with with pride being an issue that could be keeping these these leaders in dispute and they're affecting the whole of the Messianic community. Given that Paul emphasized early in this letter on humility, leading humility, and the, the the whole the whole emphasis on humility runs throughout this whole book, Paul sheds light on the issue of pride and lack of humility in the relationship of Vodi and Syntyche. So the issue that could be between them is an issue of pride. That that pride, as the opposite of humility, opposite of the of the example of Messiah Yeshua. Messiah Yeshua being the highest example of humility and self-sacrifice. That in these that the issue that could be that could be between these litter could be based in pride, based in, in anti-humility, anti-self-sacrifice. That they, that they were putting themselves ahead of the other, striving for some some uh, some advantage over the other. And this this would be grounded in pride. This would be grounded as I said, in the negative, negative humility, negative self-sacrifice, and in conflict with, with Paul's theme throughout the whole book of the importance of living in humbly, living, modeling the Messiah, a great example of humility and self-sacrifice. 
Paul twice used, used the word phroneo, which means referring specifically to the attitude of the people to one another. Paul first used phroneo to describe Yeshua's humble mindset in Philippians chapter 2, 5. Paul then used it here to imploring a Bodhi and Sintiki to have unity for the sake of the community. So Philippians 2, 5, we read where Paul talks about that have this mind, have this attitude that was in Messiah Yeshua who did not, who did not take take all of his prerogatives as the as the eternal son, but he laid them aside to humbly enter our world. Paul uses this is to this word to have the humble mindset that he calls the, the Messianic community in Philippi to model the Messiah, to model the example. And this is the first, this is the verse leading into the Messianic hymn of chapter two. So as he calls the Philippians in chapter two, as he to have the mindset of, of Yeshua, the humble, self-sacrificing, giving mindset of Messiah Yeshua, he again uses the word for, the Greek word for neo here in in speaking to Vodi and Sinti, that they have a similar mind. As they were to have the mind of Messiah in verse 2-5, he's calling them to, to come to share that mind of the Messiah, the, the mind of humility, the mind of self-sacrifice, the, the mind of unity grounded in modeling the Messiah. Paul is reminding these women that their mindset should be that of Messiah, a mindset of humility and self-sacrifice, and not seeking them for themselves, but seeking for the Messiah and calling them to put aside their wrong attitude in order to model Yeshua, who is their ultimate example. So Paul is saying, saying, you know what mindset you should have, and that is the mindset of Messiah Yeshua, a mindset of humility and self-sacrifice. In your disunity, in what is, is dividing you, you, by your disunity, are showing you're not modeling Messiah. And Paul here, as he says in Philippians 2.5, calling, calling the whole community to have the mind of the Messiah, have the humble, self-sacrificing mind of the Messiah. He is calling these women leaders to have that mind so as to break the disunity between them and to bring them into unity with one another as they are in union with the Messiah so as to bring unity throughout the whole community. Unity in Philippi and within any Messianic community requires the people to follow the example of Yeshua and model his self-sacrificing humility and have leaders who, who, who demonstrate the life of Messiah, the humble, self-sacrificing, giving life of Messiah must be modeled by the leaders of the community for there to be unity throughout the whole community. Such behavior is particularly important for leaders such as Avodi and Syntyche, who were in a position to influence their community. As Paul modeled the Messiah, he expected those in leadership to do the same. As leaders in the community, they had an extra responsibility to be modeling the Messiah because they were standing as the example for the whole Messianic community and their division between one another 
caused division between the whole of the Messianic community and gave the negative example of what leadership is. Leadership should be that of humility and self-sacrifice, not pride and self-engrandizement, self-pursuit and self-desire, self but to have the mindset of the Messiah, the mindset of, of, of pure humility and self-sacrifice. In verse three, you read, I request loyal Zizigus to help these women where they have worked hard proclaiming the good news with me, along with Clement and the, and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. Paul here appeals to Sisygus, which is a proper name in, in Dr. David Stern's complete Jewish Bible in the Jewish New Testament, to help bring unity to the Philippian community by assist, assisting the Vodia and Syntyche to resolve the issues that divide them. Most other translations, rather than using this as a proper name, Sisygus, like, like in the complete Jewish Bible, they actually translate the Greek word syzygous, of which the in the English Standard Version they use the word companion for the Greek word syzygous, of which of which as I said in, in Doctor Stern actually uses it as a proper name. Most translations translate syzygous, which means companion or co-worker, fellow worker, to describe this person. So, so depending on what translation of the of these of the scriptures you have either either it will be proper name as in the complete jewish bible or it would it would just have it would just have companion not specifically mentioning person but uh the people of philippi would have known known who this person was who was was the 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 companion or co-worker if the person was not specifically named syzygous but Paul referred to Vodia and Syntyche as his fellow workers, referred to their close working relation with Paul in ministry. So Paul Paul knew these women; they were close workers with him. They had worked. He calls them fellow workers, that they had worked beside him in building up the Messian community in Philippi, and that 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 attachment to them makes their division even more important for him to see resolved, because they had been so important in his work in the Messian community in Philippi. So Paul calls on this, whether it's a, the person Sisygus or someone who's, who has that, who is a co-worker, a fellow worker, a companion of his that would actually actually come to, to help bring these women leaders together. That he, verse two, he appeals to them individually to resolve the differences. Here in verse 3 calls in other leaders in the community, including Sisygus, to help them resolve their issues that divide them. As leaders in the community, their lack of unity affects the whole community. As we said earlier, not only is, is there disunity between these two women, these two leaders in the community, but by their disunity, it would spread throughout the whole of the community and break up the unity and break up the Yeshua modeling of the Messian community in Philippi. Throughout this letter, Paul calls the Philippians to unity through modeling the humility of Yeshua. And as he closes his letter, he calls for unity and humility 
to begin among the leaders of the community, especially Navodi and Syntyche, as they, like Paul, serve examples for the people. So the, the import of dealing with this disunity between Navodi and Syntyche is that they are leaders in the community. They are models. They are ones that should be modeling Messiah in their lives. They should be the ones that the people look to as, as, as the people in Philippi would see their leaders in the community and model them as they modeled, modeled Paul, their teacher, and, and as, 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 the, as Paul models the Messiah, that each one was to be an example of the, the humility and the self-sacrificing love of Messiah Yeshua. So in their disunity, they threaten the whole unity of the whole Philippian Messianic community. Paul's emphasis on the importance of leaders serving examples of Messiah is a theme throughout this letter. Just as Paul uses himself, Timothy, Epaphroditus, and Clement as examples, he also wants Avodia and Syndicate to resolve their disunity so they can be examples of Messiah to those people over which they have influence. In the opening words of the letter in verse one, chapter verse one of chapter one. Paul addressed the congregational leaders in Shamashim, clarifying that Philippi had an established leadership structure, and he wanted to make sure that the Philippian community leaders were listening to his message as he would come to this part in the, the near the end of the letter, where he was confronting these leaders who were out of out of context with them, out of in strife with one another and calling on the established leaders of the community to listen up. This message is for everyone in the community, but specifically, you want the leaders to know about this issue and to deal with it and to bring the community together by bringing these leaders together. As leaders of the community model the Messiah, their example should draw the people to follow the example of Yeshua. Paul places great importance on the unity and Messiah-like modeling of the leaders and he makes clear his intent to bring Avodian and Syntyche back together as one in the Messiah for their own sake, as well as for the betterment of the community. Since the Philippians highly value their Roman citizenship and the prominence of Philippi's Roman colony, Paul declares that through faith in, in Yeshua, they have been given greater citizenship as one written in the book of life, a citizen of heaven, we see this in Isaiah's prophetic words at the end of days. To those left in Zion and remaining in Yerushalayim will be called holy and everyone in Yerushalayim written down for life. The book of life is a Jewish concept that plays a prominent role in the final judgment described in the book of Revelation and also the high holy liturgy of Rosh Hashanah. So Paul here in calling in calling these these leaders together and calling Zizigus and others in the community like Clement and the fellow workers to come together to deal with this issue of disunity Paul also wants to make sure that as fellow workers of them they are written in the book of life that they as we saw saw in chapter 320 that they are citizens of heaven now and as, as ones who are written in the book of life, they have that responsibility that in this life to model the Messiah. So in their disunity, they are not modeling 
the, the humble example of the Messiah. So Paul's calling the voting city to, to deal with this issue themselves and also bringing in other leaders like Sizzix and Clement is what you should call fellow workers to resolve this issue that is between these two women leaders. The issue that is that is causing division, that is breaking the unity of the community and not modeling the Messiah. So Paul, as he concludes this letter to Philippi, he wants to make sure that this issue is resolved because of his deep love for the community. And he knows that their continuing work of making Messiah known will be threatened by this leadership breakdown, this leadership division, which which would be based in pride and based in, in the negative example of Messiah, that he's calling them to come together and to re realize again what it means to be Talmudim Yeshua, and that that means modeling Messiah, and the model of Messiah is living within humility, living in self-sacrifice, living in love and working together for the better of the community, and by their division, they're threatening that. So Paul wants to deal with this letter, this issue. And in this, these closing words of his letter, he speaks specifically about the need for unity, a unity that is built on humility and built on the model of the Messiah, built on the model of the humility of, of Paul. And Paul is the leader of this community, calls these two women at first to deal with the issue, and then he also calls on the other losing community to come alongside them, to bring them back into the example and, and into modeling the Messiah so that they can model the Messiah to the larger Philippian community and to all they come in contact, that they know the followers of Yeshua are ones who seek humility, seek self-sacrifice, and seek unity in the community grounded in modeling the Messiah. So that will conclude our study for today as we look at Philippians chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. And uh, tomorrow we'll start with Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, and look at living in union with the Messiah in verses 4 through 6. And uh, again, this is the Letter to Philippi Live broadcast coming to you uh, Monday through Friday, 12 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Pacific. 3 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Jerusalem time. My name is Sean Imsley. I am your teacher and the founder of Letter to Philippi. And you can, if you have one information, you can go to lettertophilippi.org. You can uh, fill out our, uh, our contact form if you have any questions. You can leave a prayer request there. You can watch, watch or listen to previous classes on our, on our teaching page. You can purchase my Messianic Jewish commentary on the the resources page. You can make a, a, a contribution to this work on our giving page. And uh, we want to be available for you, so please use our resources that we have available on our website. And again, these, these uh, daily broadcasts are available live on Facebook Live, Instagram Live, Twitter Live, YouTube Live, our website, lettertophilippi.org. And for those who listen to podcasts, we're available on Apple Podcasts. Just go to the the podcast app on your iPhone or uh, iPad and just search, search for Letter to Philippi. We're also on other 
other uh, other podcast distributor sites. So just search for Letter to Philippi on the the uh, the podcast app that you use. And we'll close with a word of prayer today and uh, look forward to seeing you tomorrow for our look at living in union with the Messiah from chapter four, verses four through six. And we'll be looking at one of the, the more familiar, familiar verses from the book of Philippians, verse six, which reads, don't worry about anything on the contrary, make your request known to God by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Oh Lord, you're good. We thank you for this time to be together with you, this time to be together in your word and time to be able to learn to become more and more like our Messiah. Help us to embody his humility, embody his self-sacrifice. And may we be examples in our world of followers of the Messiah. We thank you for these words of your holy servant, Paul. We thank you that we have this opportunity through the internet to share these words. We thank you for this day. We thank you for the Messiah who is our life, who is the one in whom we live and move and have our very being. May we model him every day and become more and more and more in Messiah. In his name we pray. Amen. So thank you for watching. This was the Letter to Philippi live broadcast, which comes to you Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time, 10 p.m. Jerusalem time. And we will see you back tomorrow as we're looking at living in union with the Messiah from Philippians 4, 4 through 6. And again, my name is Sean Emsley. I've been your teacher. And uh, we will be back tomorrow. Go to letterphilippi.org for any questions or to get a hold of any of our resources. And that will conclude our time today. Thank you very much. And have a good rest of your day.